here's a message from Ken Lavica. To sit or not to sit, that is the question, especially in the NBA. Christian Cat hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. LeBron is hurt, and the entire NBA and sports media alike has now completely lost its collective mind. All it took was a LeBron injury, and now all of a sudden, we should shelve all the stars in the NBA until the playoffs. Just shelve them. Just shelve them. We shouldn't see LeBron. We shouldn't see Dame Lillard. We shouldn't see Jimmy Butler. We shouldn't see Kawhi Leonard. Well, that's not much of a concern. He doesn't play ever anyways. Uh, we, we shouldn't see Luka. We shouldn't see Jokic until late April. Like, just shove them all. Shove them all. No stars. They, they don't play. In fact, we should just make the NBA, the G League, bring up the entire G League roster and and uh, implant them into every city with an NBA franchise, in every organization, and have them play for playoff spots. And then the stars, they'll, they'll load management their way to being healthy and available for the postseason. That's what we need to do with LeBron Hurt. With LeBron Hurt, the sky is falling. We're, we're in deep, deep, deep trouble. The NBA product, what are we going to do? How, how are we ever, ever, ever going to go on for a team that was already out of the playoff picture? I, I, I have changed my mind on this over the years. I am very pro-player, very... They are the ones, especially in the NBA, who run the sport. They're the ones who should dictate how things go down. But the older I get, the more money is is on the table, and uh, these leagues and teams are dependent upon fan money. The more I almost find it unbelievably disrespectful how much time is taken off, especially in the NBA. This is the league with the biggest offenders when it comes to load management, uh, taking time off and not performing their craft for the consuming public, for the consumers. And now with LeBron's injury, with LeBron's foot problem, that probably means the Lakers are not making the postseason. Boy, oh boy, we are coming out of the woodwork to defend players taking time off just to keep themselves fresh. And it's really, really, really starting to rub me the wrong way. Ken Levick alive on a Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. We are on the road today. We are at the beautiful ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm Beach, a 105 first pitch between the Washington Nationals playing host to the St. Louis Cardinals here at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. He is Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights, Radio Life Partner. He sits to my left, and you can find us on the concourse in left center field. Can't miss us when you're coming uh, down that left field line, and then you make the right-hand turn, and again, we are sitting prominently on the concourse in left center field. Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the hot and steamy intracoastal. It is Christian Cat, the audible assassin, running this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. This 
is from Dave McMenamin of ESPN. LeBron James, by the way, went down awkwardly with the Lakers coming back from a 27-point deficit to beat the Dallas Mavericks on Sunday. How much of that game did you catch, Stone? Just about every bit of it. Okay. So it was an epic comeback by the Lakers, but uh, fairly late in this one, LeBron landed awkwardly on his foot, went down, but he ended up coming back into the game, and he was on the floor in the final couple of moments, so everyone just sort of figured, all right, well, he's fine. He just sort of twisted something, and he's good. This, though, from Dave McMahon of ESPN. LeBron James is feared to be out several weeks with a right foot injury, sources told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski late Monday. James is undergoing further testing and conversations to learn the full extent of the injury, which he suffered in the Lakers' victory at Dallas on Sunday. The Lakers previously announced James will miss Tuesday night's game at the Memphis Grizzlies with a sole right foot. James was walking with a noticeable limp in the Mavs game. He fell to the floor in pain late in the third quarter after driving. He told ESPN's Katie George during an on-court interview after the contest that he thought he stepped on Powell's foot. That's Dwight Powell of the Mavericks causing the discomfort. However, replay showed it was a non-contact injury. The biggest part of this, though, is at the onset. It's the lead. LeBron James feared to be out several weeks with a right foot injury. Right now, the Lakers sit a half game out of the play-in in the Western Conference. Without LeBron James, I'm not speaking out of turn declaring that they're not going to make the playoffs or even the play-in. Is that wild for me to say? A a controversial declaration, Stone. I mean, it's absolutely not. And uh, about a week ago, the odds came out for the Lakers to get in the playoffs, and it was at even money. So all Lakers fans... That's even with LeBron. That's even with LeBron. So, So that's what I think makes it a little interesting here is that number's going to skyrocket... But, Ken, hate to do it. I know they've only played together for two or three games, but they look really good, and they're playing defense down the stretch. And I don't want to name drop guys like Jared Vanderbilt because, boy, please don't. Boy knows how many people out there know who Jared mm, Vanderbilt very is. Very few. But collectively, this Lakers team is playing really good defense, so it's going to be interesting to see the dynamic of this team. They take on the Grizzlies tonight, and if they get trounced, then, yeah, I think that number's going to skyrocket. And what you said is not out of this world crazy. You know what I'm not interested in is seeing the dynamic of the Lakers. I've got to be honest. Maybe <laughs> maybe you do. I, I could not care less. Objectively, to anybody with a brain, I think it's pretty simple, Stone. No LeBron James equals problems for the Lakers. Even if they grind their way into the play-in, they're not the same team, same potential, uh, at least at least bother in the playoffs if LeBron James isn't playing for them. He is the most visible name on the planet, and he has suffered an injury that's going to keep him out several weeks and could torpedo his team's playoff hopes. And I don't say this from a supporter's perspective. You know I do enjoy watching the Lakers, and I'm a big LeBron guy. But if this team does scrap their way into a plan and ends up winning that game and then has to take on a team like Denver, has to take on one of these... You need LeBron James. You need LeBron James, but I think when he's there, like, they're a threat. So you're saying you don't care, and I know it's because LeBron's not on the court. Right. But, you know, if they do manage to fight and get into the plan, I think they're legitimately a threat. Okay, but the, the, the fact remains, the fact remains, if Jared Vanderbilt is a significant contributor to what they're doing, a top three option and LeBron James isn't, the Lakers are screwed beyond recognition, okay? <laughs> that, that, that is case in point. It's as simple as that. And without LeBron James, the odds of them making the postseason or getting into the postseason diminish significantly. So LeBron, now, LeBron is, is of all the stars in the NBA, LeBron is the, the, the least example of someone who has taken care of load management. 
throughout his career, uh, taking advantage of load management. This man has played games. This man has gone out of his way to see action. Maybe he has taken time off more so as he's gotten older. He's 38 years old. But he is not who we're talking about here first and foremost when it comes to load management because he generally has tried to play as many games as he, he can. But there are offenders throughout the league, including a guy that I love dearly who was massive last night in a heat win over Philadelphia. But Jimmy Butler's approach to the regular season has been a frustrating uh, load management approach at times. And it has not helped the Heat. It has hurt the Heat. The trade-off is Jimmy Butler is nails come postseason time. But with LeBron's injury now and this collective this collective terror that is set in, sunk in, that ah, the 11th place team in the West might not make the playoffs. My God, what are we going to do? That leads to this discussion that Jay Will had this morning on Max Jay Will. Or is it Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max? I never get that right. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. KJM. KJM. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. 6 to 10 a.m. Every day here on ESPN 106.3. Listen to Jay Williams thrust himself into the pro load management camp. How do you feel about load management now, everybody? That was All a conversation the fans out there yeah. that want to say, well, you know, I... I, I pay my money. I, I get it. I get it. I'm an NBA fan, too. I've been an NBA fan longer than I've ever been an NBA player. I still pay my money to go, my own personal money, to go watch my Nets play and see guys when they come in town. Do I get frustrated when they come in town and maybe I don't see a Jason Tatum or maybe I, I don't see a Zion Williamson? Sure I do. I get a little bit frustrated by it, but... When I'm looking at situations like this where LeBron James, at 38 years old, playing 40 minutes on most nights to try to push for this team to get a playoff seed, and then an injury that we have been talking about for the last several weeks with him, with his foot. Right. Wendy has came on our show before All-Star and has talked about the minutes, the load management of the minutes, and the foot injury at 69260. It sure as hell is making you think differently about load management this morning. If you're no, a not. fan of LeBron James or the Lakers, no, and you're saying, there goes my team's chances of making the playoffs. I'll throw, no, I'll throw no. this at you. What do you say to those who say that this is what they signed up for? Because I hear that narrative, and I hear that question, I hear that argument a lot. It is what they signed up for, but how do we measure success? Okay. What do I mean, certain players, and Charles Barkley talked about this the other day on first take, and I agree with him. There are certain players that we don't talk about. Like, he's, he gave the salient point. You think anybody's going up to Cedric Sabalas and being like, you never won a chip. Nobody says that to Cedric Sabalas. Nobody says it. It's not the first thing that comes to mind. Right. Charles Barkley is the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, you, you up here criticizing him, but you didn't win a chip. Okay. So uh, how do we credit LeBron James? Oh, you got to be the GOAT. What do we do? Every single, is he the GOAT? Is he not the GOAT? Well, Le mm -hmm. Michael Jordan won six. He got there 6-0 in the finals. LeBron James, look, we don't talk about the teams that he took to the finals. Like, all of a sudden, it gets used against him. So right. when you're constantly measuring yourself with championships, do I, do I get applauded for playing 76 games? So that last part is a salient point. 
we in the sports talk realm, in the sports media realm, have created a monster that only values championships, rings, trophies, the ultimate triumph. Uh, you can no longer just rely solely on regular season success, put up big numbers to be uh, considered in a greatest of all time discussion. You've got to win the titles, win the championships, and that is unequivocally our fault. Jay Will is right about that. But here's the flaw in his argument about, oh, well, what do you feel about load management now that the biggest name in the sport is hurt and he's 38 years old and he's 6'9", 260, and he hurt his foot, and so what do you feel about load management now? It might keep the Lakers out of the playoffs. Here's the flaw in that. LeBron James has been on the floor plenty to this point with 15 games left in the regular season, and the Lakers sit as the 11th, 12th, 13th best team in the Western Conference. So LeBron, if the team was performing better, and he's been a big part of that, then he's not having to put 45 minutes of action out there, trying to come back from a 27-point deficit. Again, he was on the floor, down 27 against the Mavericks. So LeBron, in part, has LeBron to blame for having to play heavy minutes in the late part of the season. That ain't anybody else's fault other than LeBron and the Lakers and what's been put around LeBron and then LeBron and the front office and LeBron. That's on LeBron. So there's the flaw to that argument. It makes me feel nothing, nothing. Oh, yeah, you're right, Jay. Will. Load management, that's important. That absolutely should happen. I understand the argument about how we value championships over everything. That said... I am part of the pain consumer group. You, Stone, are part of the pain consumer group. I find it downright disrespectful when these guys who are getting paid this money, these names, are voluntarily sitting themselves down, and then we're going to lie about it on an injury report to say, oh, sore knee, or sore elbow, or sore foot. No, 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 no. They're, they're just taking time off. I mean, the Clippers have been open about it. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, load management. That is so disrespectful, and it's the antithesis of what the product should be. And the biggest offender is this league the NBA and I love it but it's far and away its biggest flaw and I hate to sound like old man boomer here but when I'm going out there I don't care if it's game 27 of the regular season I want to see these dudes play for all of the money that they're making and they hold all the chips in this league go out and bleep and play and I really think you're on to something in regards to the whole LeBron James situation. Because I don't want to do this to Jay will but it seems like he's kind of cherry-picking in that spot. And he's caping for LeBron. And he's playing the result. Like LeBron gets hurt and all of a sudden makes you think differently about load management. Right. Right? No, no, it doesn't. Just because it's LeBron doesn't mean anything. And don't use LeBron as your example because he's far and away one of the lesser offenders of load management in the league. Exactly why I consider what he did there or the audio that we played cherry picking because you're correct. They are a half game out of the playing game in through the first two, three months of the season. LeBron James was averaging as many minutes as possible. For sure. He was averaging 30 points and this team was still flat out garbage. So, Their product was terrible and they were right. not a threat. So to get to this point now where they're finally in contention and a guy gets hurt and now you want to pull the load management card seems awfully coincidental to me. Yeah. It, it, don't use LeBron as your jumping off point for why load management is good. Load management is not good. Taking time off to preserve your body, I, I understand it in a sense, 
but I also understand playing through a little bit of pain, paying through a, playing through a little bit of, uh, of something uh, in order to make sure that the consumers, the consumer, because let's be honest, the NBA ain't bleep without the consumer, okay? Uh, you putting yourself out there to play. The NBA has become very selfish from that standpoint. And I'm not going to be one to bag on, well, it's what happens when you have players running the whole thing. No, that's a good thing. Objectively, that's a good thing. That said, this is where the players have taken advantage. Like the players have taken advantage just forcing trades to different teams. If they're unhappy saying, get me out of here. These are the types of things, load management and forcing their way out of locations, that's going to lead to the owners rightfully so locking the players out and then we're going to have a whole new issue to cover a whole bag of issues to cover but let's talk about how much stock we put into the regular season anyway you're talking about how important it is to the consumer okay well Nikola Jokic keeps winning MVP after MVP after MVP nobody gives a damn about Nikola Jokic nobody gives a damn about that Nuggets team nobody thinks they're a legitimate threat to hoist an NBA title so it's almost like pick and choose I guess from a consumer perspective you're talking about who are you a fan of and I, I hate to go here because we also made fun of this on the show but for the little kids, right, whose parents are driving them around the country or flying them around the country, getting them in to a Miami Heat game to see Jimmy Butler play, to an L.A. Clippers well, game to see that Kawhi Leonard play, and they're not playing. That, that, that example was a privileged, uh, uh, clearly money bag family that is trying to make example of players and trying to uh, take advantage of their kid making sad faces when he finds out someone's not playing in order to get more merchandise and signed materials. That was a fraud family. Okay, so then... Explain to me what you mean by the consumer product. Like, what product I mean don't kid, we get? You I mean, mean on a kid, Wednesday night we yeah. don't get to see Jimmy Butler play? I mean play? the kid from, from Hialeah, okay, who uh, gets to go to one heat game a year, okay, and mom and dad put together the money to pay $160 per ticket to go see the Heat, okay? And he comes out, and Jimmy Butler's just fine, but because it's game 25 of the season, Jimmy Butler decides, yep. Hey, going to kick my feet up and it's a Max Struess night. That's what I'm talking about. That more and more I've become sensitive to it. Maybe it's because I'm now a father of two. Maybe, Maybe it's because I'm old and crabby now. But that to me is downright disrespectful. And I look at anybody else and their profession. Okay? Like you and tomorrow I'm not on this show. Well, I don't know why. Because I'm flying somewhere. I'm flying to Houston so I can continue to work. I have a work trip tomorrow. We have decided we have 20 hours straight on the air. You're going to be on the air before the sun comes up on Friday for our 20 for 20 20th anniversary. You know what we decided to do? Thursday, we were given the option, work or don't work. We said work. Let's do a radio show. You think that across from, from the Phillips Point Towers where we're located, those guys building that new uh, massive condo complex, you think that they're going to call the foreman, call their boss in the morning and say, you know what? I need to preserve my body for Friday when we hoist that beam. You think that that would go over well? The answer to that is a resounding, unequivocal no. And this is what drives me more and more crazy as I get older about this load management nonsense in the NBA. Let me talk about little Jimmy from Hialeah there. Well, I, I was saying Jimmy Butler. I, I get, you've just named him Jimmy, apparently. Okay, well, let's give him a name. Let's give the young boy a name. Fine, Jimmy's see. fine. Okay, Jimmy let's go wanted with to see Jimmy. little Jimmy Thief from Hialeah, okay. who's a diehard Miami Heat fan. When the playoffs roll around, what shirt is he going to be wearing? Jimmy Hashtag playoff Jimmy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a playoff Jimmy. Because you think this kid is going to remember a lick of the regular season. Maybe the one game where he caught a t-shirt from the, or a t- a t-shirt from the t-shirt cannon. He's going to remember that. But what he really is investing in, what his family is investing in, what all of the chips are going towards is a playoff run for the Miami Heat. Like, I think 
these players know what they're doing, and you did blame it on us, but, but playoff Jim, Jimmy's become a thing because but, he's dialed in come playoff time. So should this, the, but should the players, are the players prioritizing the right thing? That's the question. Like, fine, I understand we have created this environment where it's all rings or nothing, okay? I understand we are partially at fault for this entire thing. Hell, we might be mostly at fault for this entire thing. That said, there's always an opportunity to reverse this, and yes, you're right. A playoff run is memorable, but I also think that especially to fans being able to see these people in person, ply their trade, work their craft for the money that they pay in order to do so. It's not like they're just showing up and it's like, oh, come on in. No, 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 no. Some people are putting their rent at risk. Some people are, are this, is, this is an annual trip because this is the only time they can cobble that money together to be able to see someone like Jimmy. And I hate to bag on Jimmy, but he's the biggest local NBA example of, of someone who has taken advantage of load management. And I know that he is aces in the postseason. I appreciate that about him. And he's going to get his number retired by the heat and it should happen post haste but he also is someone who is absolutely guilty of load management are these players prioritizing the right thing and I say in a in a, a landscape of uh, do you have the rings because if not you aren't anything I think maybe we need to get back to these guys playing some damn games in the regular season because there is no other sport that is going through the same thing that the NBA is going through right now. And maybe the league is fundamentally flawed because maybe there's too many games and maybe there's not enough emphasis placed on here's what you're competing for. There's not enough reward at the end of the season, but something has to change. This is not sustainable. It's not a sustainable business model. So I'm 24 years old. I, I hope and pray by the time that I'm 30 that this rings matter garbage is dead. Yeah, that you're, right. That you're, I know, that you're nothing if you don't have X amount of Super Bowl rings. Well, you're praying. nothing keep if praying. you don't have X amount of NBA titles. Like, I just hope and pray that one day this is gone. And to your answer your question, yes, they are prioritizing the right thing because when LeBron James goes and loses the first round of the playoffs, he's going to get deemed a bum because he doesn't have that fifth ring. He doesn't have, and he's not in contention with MJ. And we're going to get through this cycle and this cycle and this cycle. And it takes away from guys like, I hate to do it, Aaron Rodgers. It takes away from guys who aren't able to get to that big game but dominate the field. Own the entire landscape come regular season. Peyton Manning is almost a name that comes to me when we talked about, when we heard Mike Francesa say that he was the greatest regular season quarterback mm -hmm. of all time. What real sports fans actually out there respect that? Someone like me does, but I'm not going to win that argument with somebody because he doesn't have X amount of Super Bowl rings. So if we could get back to that, if some of these players could speak out about it, and say that we need to stop focusing on some of these rings. And a guy like Damian Lillard is doing that. He says, God forbid I win a ring with this Portland team. You guys will never hear the end of it if I can manage to pull that off. He said it recently in a podcast this week. So prioritizing is the correct thing, but it's going to take the players voicing out about it first and foremost. You as a fan, you as a fan, should players, are players prioritizing the right thing? You as a fan, I am curious what you say about this. What is more important? What should be the bigger priority? Regular season availability, performance in the regular season, or taking time off so you're at your healthiest for the postseason? As a fan, as a paying customer, this is who I want to hear from. 
are you more interested in a player prioritizing performing for you, you getting your money's worth in the regular season, them being available, or them load managing their way to as healthy as they're going to be come postseason time? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. I, I'm starting to feel like I want to push back against this rings discussion this legacy discussion this comparison discussion based on championships because it is driving me insane when now it's okay when an NBA player is playing 45 games in the regular season it's okay because at least he's fine for the playoffs like there there's something that yes that's the right approach to take because of now how we judge everybody and how many people are able to have an opinion and how much abuse they can levy at an athlete for falling short of a championship expectation, but also from a pure sports standpoint, from a consumer standpoint, from a sports fan relationship standpoint, it is inherently wrong that these players, even if they're a little bumped or bruised, are able to sit for damn near half a season because, hey, I'll be ready by late April. As a paying customer, are you thinking that athletes should prioritize being more available in the regular season, helping you maximize your dollar and performing on the field or on the court or on the ice? Or are these players right and continue to load manage and just make sure they're healthy for the postseason? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and on Twitter, at KLV 106.3. Segway, Sean in Palm Beach Gardens kicks us off on the phones here on Ken LaVica Live. What's up, Sean? How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Love the show. Thank you. Um, you know, it, it's an interesting fact. I think there's a lot of ways to, to look at it, but, you know, I think it depends on what kind of, what kind of, uh, what team you are a fan of, I guess you could say. Sure. So, as a Heat fan, I've had the luxury and, 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 and advantage of being able to see them and, and the privilege of being able to see my team win a couple championships, you know what I mean? So I would rather, at the age I'm at, I'm, I'm 43, I'm at the age I'm at, I'd rather sit down and watch a good full season of quality games where we win a bunch. And if we, you know, if they get tired and they, they make it to the second round of the playoffs, that's fine. It was fun. It was a great season. I enjoyed watching it. But if you're a fan of a team that, that you would rather sacrifice the entire season and possibly win one that you haven't won, like, ever or in a long time, I think you would rather... You'd be a proponent for, for load management rather than, you know, being an advocate against it, I guess you could say. You would rather sacrifice the games during the regular season than yeah, have your team I, win one and have, a, and have a crap season. You know, I don't... Y- y- Sure. Yeah, no, and, and you're right, and appreciate the call, and appreciate the call, Sean. I just, I understand that, that each situation presents a different, unique... It does. Uh, a, a different, unique scenario. I understand that. That said, like, doesn't this go back to... Uh, you remember when, especially in this state, when the, the pandemic started, right? And after the first initial wave of, hey, we got to close some things down, have some people distant, stay home for a little bit, all of a sudden you started to hear the, the what are you going to do, live in fear? What are you, what are you going to do, live in fear? You can't live in fear. Go to the park, go to a restaurant, masks, bah, stop living in fear. Isn't this part of that discussion? Uh, hey, you've got an 82-game regular season with these basketball players making uber millions of dollars 
What are you going to do? Live in fear of a sprained ankle? What are you going to do? Live in fear of a concussion? Live in fear of a sore knee? Like, what? what is that? Because to me, if you were one of those who's like, what are you going to do? Live in fear? You, sh- you, you Go out and go to the pool. Go out and, and be a part of this dance club. Um, uh, if you were of, of that of that uh, outlook, then you can't sit here and say, oh, no, 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 these guys should wrap themselves in bubble wrap and just make sure they're ready for the postseason. What are you going to do, live in fear? Now, this one I love the most, but first I have to ask you, what side of the fence do you stand on when it comes to living in fear? Are you a guy who's always locking your doors, who, who makes sure to take the keys? With the keys what do you think? Th- I'm going to give you one guess. What do you think? That you do live in fear. Yeah, of course. Okay. How long have you known me? Come on, dude. Well, I just had to ask. Of course I lock my doors. I lock my car. I don't trust anybody. I trust absolutely nobody. Because I think that was one of the most... One of my favorite things that I've heard you say is that live in fear perspective because I don't step on cracks because it might break my mother's back. (laughs) But in all seriousness, though, like it's a really good point. What are you going to live in fear? Let's look at it from a New York Knicks perspective. If Julius Randle were averaging 22, 23 points. I want to admit, and I'll let you finish your point. I want to admit, Knicks fan. Knicks fans, your team's good. Your team's really good. Damn it. They're not bad. They're playing defense and they got shooters. They're actually a fun team to watch. I, I do apologize. God, it makes me ill well. to admit that. It does. And that's why I kind of want to go the Knicks route. So let's think about it. If, if, if Julius Trano were averaging 23, 24 points throughout the regular season, but played 45 games and sat out half of them, but then when the playoffs rolled around, he was averaging 33, 34, and was going, like, that is the sacrifice. Well, what about Little lamb. Billy in Brooklyn? Screw Billy in Brooklyn. If when the playoffs, See, I hate that though because too many on. players are saying that. I understand that, but when you're flooding the streets, come March or, or, or come down the stretch for this this NBA playoffs, like that's what you've invested for. You can support Julius in making sure that he's healthy. I guess in quotations, living in fear. But if it really is that big of a difference, I only use Julius Randle because I didn't want to go back to Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is a whole different beast in the playoffs, and I think Heat fans who are mad at him for sitting out during the regular season have to acknowledge that he turned up the heat in the kitchen when it comes playoff time. So, like, yeah, it is different, and it is unique every situation, but you do have to think about how much stock you put into these guys and how much their stats ramp up come playoff time. But I love, love, love the living in fear because if all fans and all consumers of the game, media, came to an agreement that, hey, we're not even going to talk about load management. These guys should not even be sitting out these games if Adam Silver wanted to lay the hammer down and, and, and make this official that these guys need to play X amount of games during the season, they would stop living in fear. Here's my problem. If you're Pat Riley and you trust Eric Spolster enough, and I do, to game plan on a night-to-night basis too, and he's done this a couple of times this year, a lineup where like Max Struess is your top scoring option, uh, if you trust Bonoff, why wouldn't you play 60 games out of the course of the season if you think you could sneak in as the eight seed or get into the playing because you trust what your team at full strength can do in the playoffs, why wouldn't you just throw out BS lineups for 60 games during the year? Because you trust Spo to be able to, to game plan around that. Play zone for three quarters. Um, run a motion offense. Uh, uh, completely change up the personnel. Bring in a couple of G League guys and coach them up. You know, like that's a great story and it's great for us to sit here then on Sports Talk Radio and say, Spo, mastermind, genius. But you know what that sucks? To watch. I love that. And, right? And, and, I mean, you're absolutely right. So uh, another perspective to look at it from, let's say the Heat are playing the Milwaukee Bucks, a fully healthy Bucks team. That did team. not go well a couple of days ago. It did not, and that's kind of why I'm bringing it up. Let's say the Heat are taking on a fully healthy Bucks team. 
and you have the opportunity, if Jimmy is actually a little hobbled, like, yeah, he can go, but 50% of Jimmy and the rest of this lineup is not beating this Bucks team, you then have an opportunity to go throw out a bunch of different lineups, run a bunch of different zones, run a lot of different games and schemes down there on the low post to see what works, to make sure, because you really... If you want to be realistic, you're 12.5-point underdogs. You're not going to win that basketball game. So throw stuff out there. Yes, that's not a good product, but I think it comes to the ultimate grand scheme of things. But what do we need to do? What can I learn from these guys in these lineups that are going to benefit this team in the playoffs? So I, I think not a lot of fans understand that the Bucks are 12.5-point favorite against the Miami Heat, so they're not even going to win in the first place. So we're going to sit Jimmy here. I think that's something that somebody like me who pays attention to those numbers understands, but the normal fans are like, oh, why isn't Jimmy playing? Well, because he's going out there with Depot. He's going out there with no Tyler Hero. It's Gabe Benson, and it's a sorry Dwayne Dedman. And it R.I.P. Dwayne Dedman, but it's all these guys. <laughs> and it, am I making sense? Like, I, I no, think you are. You are making sense. But again, from an overall, uh, this is give and take capitalism uh, and and uh, supply and demand. And if if you're able to supply Jimmy Butler, then you should supply Jimmy Butler based on the demand of the fan. That's all I'm saying in Ooh, the God. simplest terms. Right? That was not simple. Um, was very complicated. Uh, the the. Uh, as a as a paying customer, are you okay with these players not prioritizing the regular season, especially in the NBA, taking regular season games off in mass, copious amount of regular season games, load management? Are you okay with them prioritizing being healthy for the postseason over playing as much as they can in the regular season for the paying customer? As a consumer. Should these athletes be prioritizing being out there in the regular season as much as they can possibly be or making sure that they're tip-top shape for the playoffs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063 because the one thing I'm not going to do is use this LeBron injury as now the end-all, be-all point like Jay will try to this morning here on ESPN1063 that, huh, uh, I told you, load management. This is why you do it, because LeBron's hurt. Now, you know what we should do? We should just we should just wrap LeBron in bubble wrap and treat him like a piece of porcelain. Come on. 888-760-3776. And, hey, speaking of, speaking of, if you've got porcelain ankles, porcelain joints, and you're in pain an awful lot, well, luckily... You can be put back together at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. You as a paying customer, are you okay with athletes not prioritizing the regular season, resting themselves, load management, so that they can be super healthy come playoff time. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and on Twitter, at KLV1063. We take your calls and your social media. When we come back, we're at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Spring training action, Nationals, Cardinals. He's Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN1063. <laughs> 
from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Stone, this is uh, this is living, brother. This is living. We are on the left center field concourse, the ballpark of the Palm Beaches on this Tuesday. Nationals, Cardinals. It's a little Grapefruit League action here at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Sun is shining. We are hidden kind of beneath the palm tree. Sun's sun's really shining, in fact. I put on sunscreen. There's really no hide. There's no hiding. Uh, what am I who am I who am I kidding? The palm tree's there, <laughs> it's not hiding anything. Uh, but a- after the game, you know what I'm gonna do? Grab a beer. Ooh! Wanna know why? Because I'm at spring training. Woo! That's what you do at spring training in the afternoon is you grab a beer, right? A little grapefruit 2023 action. Gotta uh, consume a brew. Ah, uh, man. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Get your spring training tickets. I mean, if you want to be living like us, go to ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Get your tickets to see the uh, Washington Nationals, the world champion Houston Astros, teams like the Yankees, Red Sox, Mets, Marlins, Cardinals coming through. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Calm. The priority, what should it be for these athletes, especially in the NBA, because this is where this occurs most. Should the priority be playing regular season games, doing it for the consumer, for the mass quantity of consumers, or load management, take as many games off as you need for the body to stay fresh, and then be in tip-top shape for the postseason? What's the priority? Me, I've evolved on this over the, the years. I used to be all, hey, be ready for the playoffs, be ready for the postseason. Uh, that, that's what matters. But now, I guess if, as I get older, I've got kids, I, I'm spending a lot more money than I used to to go see sports. I no longer do the, oh, I'm media, I'm media, flash the badge, flash the badge. I can't do that with a, with a six and a five-year-old tagging along. Uh, I want to see Jimmy play. I want to see uh, athletes play. I want to see Kyle Lowry thickness McDribbles on the floor at some point, okay? Uh, and I don't like load management. I want to see Kyrie. I want to see James Hart. Well, I don't want to see James Hart. I want to see Joel Embiid. Uh, I want to see those guys play, okay? And I don't like what the NBA has become where it's, oh, play 45 games, that's fine. Hey, Kawhi, play play 45 games, you're all good as long as you're ready for the playoffs. That's not a sustainable business model. Ultimately, the NBA is a business. That's not a sustainable business model. Um, And I get... I get, hey, you want them ready for the postseason because sports talk, all they do is is compare rings, compare banners, compare legacies. But there's got to be a give and take between expectations in the regular season and the playoffs. Something has to change because this is not sustainable. Do you as a paying consumer, you who pay money for tickets, for concessions, for parking, are you okay with players prioritizing the postseason if it means that they go through load management and miss mass amount of games in the regular season. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Before we get back to the phones, do I sound like a super old head here? No, you don't. You don't sound like a super old head. Because I feel like I kind of do. Not. I mean, I hear you, and I think there are people out there who are taking it as that, but it comes from a really good place right you are a father of a five and a six-year-old like many of people are in that same boat i have a proposition for you though how would this go over 
if a group of NBA players got together, wrote an article for the Players' Tribune talking about why they sit out games, mm-hmm. why they feel obligated to do so, somewhat educate the fans. At least give fans, some perspective, sure. Give some perspective, educate the fans so they're not just blindly pointing a finger and saying, play, Jimmy, play, uh-huh. my son needs to see you play, Jimmy. Instead, Jimmy describes how important it is for Miami Heat team to perform well in the playoffs, yeah. the culture that they bring, and how he wants to be at his best. And from a personal perspective, hey, like, hey, it's really tough. I am the driving force of this team. I can't go out on this 82-game slate and, and bust my ass if it doesn't mean anything, if we're going to be 12.5-point underdogs to right. teams like the Bucks, so, well, so you think that's a good idea? Yeah, I, I think so. And also, I think that also speaks to, because I, I, I understand how awkward it is. I live in this competitive sports world. I am a Division One play-by-play broadcaster. I am ingrained in FAU football. I am, I mean, I am, I am completely on the inside of FAU basketball. I understand the grind on, on these bodies and these athletes and what it takes. That said, when it comes to college football, college basketball, every game means so much. Think about it. Florida Atlantic basketball. They're 26-3. and three. They're 16-2 and two in their league. They're the regular season conference champions, and they still, in order to go to their conference tournament without any drama, knowing that they'll go to the NCAA tournament as an at-large team, still need to win Thursday and Saturday on the road to get 28 wins in the regular season to be an at-large team. So I understand the pressure. College football, you can't load manage there. Every game means so much. NFL, you can't load manage there. Every game means so much. And I am very sensitive to the toll that sports take on athletes' bodies. Look at Byron Jones uh, of the Dolphins. He had the the Achilles issue, and he's tweeting over the weekend and insinuating that he can't run anymore. He can't jump anymore. uh, That he has been adversely affected by the pills and the different medicines, the medications he's been given. I understand this, but also if you're healthy enough to play, get on the floor, even if there's a couple of bumps and bruises, I feel like you should play. I don't believe in load management. Not anymore. I don't like it because I think it sends a wrong message and it invalidates a massive part of the entire pain customer season. And I think the Byron Jones tweet that you're talking about is exactly what I'm talking about for a Players' Tribune article because when Byron Jones came out and talked about his Achilles injury and everything that you just rattled off, it gave all the fans during the season, us included. I mean, there were there were fans who were like, why isn't this guy playing? He just wants a new contract. He's being a baby. Exactly. And Ex- it wasn't that. Exactly. And I think a lot of these NBA players are, go- are hearing and going through the same sort of flack. Like, they are hearing the exact same stuff. This guy's playing for a contract. He's putting more in, more more money into himself than he is the team. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. When there are stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know. So we need to be provided perspective to further speak on it and then to inform the fans who are ultimately the ones that we're talking about and talking for, right, the consumers. And I, I hate making, like, Jimmy the, the face of this because he, there are, again, there are other more egregious offenders than, than Jimmy when it comes to this, but he does take off a decent amount of regular season games and it's adverse to the Heat's ability to to play well at times in the regular season. This year especially, he has missed significant time. And I understand you have a lingering thing, but sometimes I feel like you got to play through some of these lingering things as well. Um, and that's a very old-school approach of mine, and I totally understand that I could be coming off in a very unsavory way but I can't fight how I feel about this. And maybe it's because I grew up watching Jordan play 82 games every single year and Scottie Pippen play 82 games every single year. That's on me, right? But I can't fight how I feel about this. And I think what we need to understand, using Jimmy Butler for another example, is whenever his feet are laced, or his shoes are laced up and his feet are on the court, he busts his He's ass. He's giving it. Yeah, you're He's right. He's giving it. Last right. night, for example, they go against a full 
Philadelphia 76ers squad. Fully healthy. They had no business winning that game. No business winning that game. And Cody game. Zeller is tracking down Joel Embiid. And, and Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. with that miraculous reverse layup. The go-ahead. And then ultimately the free throw to put it on ice. And, and so that's what you kind of have to have perspective on as a fan. It's like, okay, Jimmy, you're going to sit. But when we take on a Sixer squad in Philadelphia, in Wells Fargo Center, he's going to bust his ass. And he drops almost 30 points to get a huge win following four game losses in a row. So... To each his own apples and oranges, like you really have to lock in from a fan and realize, is he giving it all? Because then you can complain. If you're a guy like Kevin Durant and that Achilles is lingering and you're sitting on and off and you get on the court and you're giving it 70, now that guy can be yelled at. He's allowed to take some flack. But guys like Jimmy Butler, guys like LeBron James who are out there sweating, giving it everything they got after sitting out a few games earlier in the week or the week prior, you got to give those but, guys some slack. Right. But now LeBron's hurt, and so yeah. you've got Jay Will. Well, what do you think about load management it's now? It's so easy. Uh, like Jay will, I don't think anything about load management now. I still think it sucks. I don't. It wouldn't have saved. It wouldn't have saved LeBron's foot. He got to hurt himself running down a hill or walking to his car. Like stop it, absolutely stop it. Uh, so you as the pain customer, you as the pain customer, do you do you believe that? Athletes are doing the right thing, prioritizing their health for the postseason uh, and taking off lots of time in the regular season. Do you believe in prioritizing load management for the postseason, or do you think that these guys should be getting out there more than they do in the regular season? And this is almost an entirely uniquely NBA problem. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776 on Twitter, at KLV1063. Let's go to David in Jupiter on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, David? Yeah, I think there's a, you know, I long time ago realized that the NBA product during the regular season for the amount of money that I would have to pay to go is garbage. That's why when I do go to a heat game, I go a little late like everybody else does. And by the fourth quarter, I'm in Ceviche 105 having Lomo Saltado. <laughs> So hey, you, you are doing the whole heat fan thing. You are the most stereotypical heat fan, and I appreciate that, David. The, the problem is, is we have to start to ask the question, why did players used to play 82 games back when they used to get clotheslined when they would come down the lane and it was far more dangerous to play? And now during the era of hand-checked fouls and you know flagrant fouls, they're not playing 82 games. And if we can find the answer to that question, then maybe we can fix it. But I, unless you're going to eliminate games and make each and every game more important, this is just a problem we're always going to have. And if people are dumb enough to pay hundreds of dollars to go see the Heat play the Hornets on a Tuesday in the middle of the season and players don't play, that's not on the players. That's not on the Heat. That's on the fans. Uh, David, appreciate the call. Now, what I will say, why did... Uh, in the 80s, why are these guys busting their ass, getting clotheslined, uh, and playing 82 games? Because in modern-day NBA, and, and we, can, we can sit here and you can say whatever you want about the modern-day NBA player, there are more savvy businessmen who get on that floor than there's ever been in any sport ever played. Easy like, answer. These, see, these guys, they're making business decisions they're making business decisions for themselves because they are tucker they are very much in each one of those guys has realized and this is i think lebron has done a great job of instilling this in a lot of players hey you are jalen brunson inc 
You are James Harden, Inc. You are Dame Lillard, Inc. And so I can't fault the players for that. I can't. But what needs to happen now is you need to adjust to that, and the NBA needs to better incentivize these guys for playing and hitting an end goal in the regular season. You know what's too much? Not only do you have uh, the, the six automatic teams that get in now, but then you have the play-in. I, instead of expanding the playoffs, why aren't we condensing the playoffs? Division championships don't mean anything. Every other sport, division champions mean something. In in the NBA, division championships, those aren't celebrated. Those aren't heralded. So fine, what you do, you should condense it to four teams per conference. You want to do that? You should shorten the regular season to 55, 60 games. If the NBA really cared about the product, then they would condense it as opposed to expand it. But you know what the bottom line is? Money, 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 money. And that's why they'll never... It. So you got to start incentivizing things more for these players. Yeah, and as far as asking the players that they'd like to play 65 games, there's not one player in the NBA who would say no to that. They would all invite for that sure. with open arms. You think a CBA, they, they would they would say, ah, nope, nope, 65. But what would happen is then the owners would say, oh, but the contracts, the contracts, right? Just the money. And, 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 and we're seeing it with golf right now, right? You're seeing live golfers or, or PGA Tour golfers go to live because they can play less tournaments and and, and less practice and don't spend more time with their family. But I want to address. Something that David said on the call, right? He was posing the question to us, why back in the day when there were still 82 games and the game was more physical, were those guys playing all the games? And now when the game's a lot less physical and hand checks are getting called, they're not playing all these games. I guess I want to try to answer that from an X's and O's perspective. Small ball lineups is one. Pace of game is two. When you're seeing a Sacramento Kings and a Los Angeles Clippers uh, last Thursday or Friday night end 176 to 175, you got guys who are faster than ever that can jump higher than ever. The pace is injected. It is so high. You got to keep up with guys like John Morant. You're running up and down the floor. This isn't get there, set up something, let's dish it down to the post and let somebody eat down there. The game is a lot faster. These guys are a lot stronger than they were back in the day. And the game's moving at, oh my God, lightning speed. Keeping up with guys like Russell Westbrook who want to dribble drive and stuff. It's, it's, there's, there's the answer right there. There's the physicality. It's just in a different form. Leo in Riviera Beach on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Leo? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. I gotta say that to Stone, what you said, I think you have a very Gen Z mentality. Like the the way that I I agree with Ken, and I hate to sound old school, but my 35 year old mental, I remember seeing basketball in the 90s. But to your point, Stone, in the 80s when they were still playing 82 point 82 games, they were high scoring in the 80s. The Showtime Lakers going up and down the court. So I think that right there, it kind of like disproved your point. But also, for today's point, they should play 82 games, but I've noticed in society that a lot of businesses want to give you the worst product that you will purchase. So, <laughs> so NBA doesn't mind putting out a worst product as long as you will purchase it. And that's the sad part about society because a lot of times, a lot of businesses these days, not any partners of yours, but a lot of p businesses these days will cheapen the product just to get, just as long as you will keep paying for it. And well, I mean, it's this we radio have to vote show. with our feet. We have to vote with our money. We have to vote with our, and say, okay, I'm not going to go to these games, but until that happens, nothing will change in the NBA. Leo, appreciate the call. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Taking more of your calls when we come back. He's telling the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.